there. Welcome to Following the Truth. I'm your host, Gary Zimak. So glad that you could stop by and spend a little time with me. I'm going to be here for the rest of the program, and I hope you'll be able to have a seat and and settle in as we talk about suffering. You know, this is not one of my favorite topics, but I think it's one that can cause us a lot of grief. You know, as, as Christians, as followers of Christ, it is very easy for us to get sidetracked or distracted by suffering. Why? Because suffering is certainly no fun. But yesterday, the church celebrated the uh, the feast of the exaltation of the Most Holy Cross. So acknowledging the fact that Christ did die on a cross, you know, it's, a, it's, it's something that we should recognize. That instrument of torture actually is transformed by Jesus into an instrument of grace. A lot of grace flowed from that cross. Now today, the day after, the church celebrates the memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows, recognizing the fact that Mary was at the foot of the cross and suffered tremendously as she watched her son die. What significance does that have for us? Well, I think it has a lot of significance, and we'll we'll talk about that how Mary can help us when it comes to suffering, and how suffering is actually beneficial for us. It doesn't mean we have to enjoy it. But what it does mean is that if we understand suffering, and we'll never understand it completely, we can have a general concept, though, I think, that that will help us. Um, And I'm glad we're talking about this, because this is something I need to come to grips with, because I struggle with suffering, or how's this for you know, if you're somebody like me who tends to be a potential wor- a worrier at heart, what if the suffering in the future, it might not even be current suffering, but what if I'm going to experience suffering or what if my suffering intensifies? What if it gets worse? Then what do I do? So the whole idea of suffering or potential suffering even can be very distracting, very discomforting, disconcerting maybe is a, is a better word to us. And I think it is good to talk about it, and I do want to talk about it. So we will look at the, the readings from today's Daily Mass. There were two different Gospels that could have been chosen. I'm looking, and there is, uh, there's actually two different first readings as well. But uh, we're going to go with these two Gospels. I'm going to read both of them. They're very short. And then talk about Mary's role in the suffering of Jesus. You know, she was there. She was there with him at the cross. And even though it's not specifically stated that she suffered tremendously or how much she did suffer, I think it can be assumed that she did suffer quite a bit. And the church has always held that position that Mary did suffer tremendously watching her son, I mean, if you can imagine this, be murdered on the cross, even though he didn't deserve it, you know. But what it really comes down to, and and this is going to be one of those shows which might be... uh, hard to accept the message. The message is that essentially, in the case of Jesus, that was God's will. And and when we suffer too, if it's suffering that is not, um, suffering that is not avoidable, you know, so we can cause our own suffering, but if it's suffering that we can't make go away, right, that's God's will too. For For a time. I mean, it doesn't mean it'll be forever, but for a particular point in time, that becomes God's will. And it's not, um, it's not the easiest thing to accept because, again, nobody likes suffering. But the fact that God is authorizing it, you know, for lack of a better word, 
the fact that God is authorizing it and the fact that he's permitting it to happen you know, and authorizing it because he's permitting it to happen, I think makes it a little bit easier to take. Why? Because he loves me and he knows that he can bring good out of it. I don't always know that, but he knows it. So, you know, we get this, this idea that if God is allowing suffering to enter in, into my life, the first, the first thing is to ask for it to go away. That's okay. You know, Jesus prayed for his suffering to, to pass him by on the night before he died. That's how he prayed in his humanity to his father. So it's okay for you to pray for the same thing. If you have an illness, if you have a, a situation, extreme loneliness, financial difficulties, Lord, please take it away. But if we're going to imitate Jesus with that part, we should imitate him with the next part of that prayer. But not as I will, but your will be done. You know, Jesus was, again, in his humanity, yielding his will to the will of his Father, setting the supreme example for us. But in the case of Jesus, that suffering, that cross, that agony was not taken away. And in our case, sometimes too, sometimes the Lord will take it away. He'll hear that prayer. He'll hear, heal you physically or, you know, straighten your situation out, whatever it may be. But sometimes he's going to say, no, it's best that you go through this suffering. And when that happens, again, that's not always my first, that's never my first choice. I always want it to go away. I think that's uh, human nature. Take it away, Lord. But when he doesn't, then he makes it possible for us to experience great peace in the midst of that suffering. And I'm going to let me hit you with something now before we pray. And, and, and I really don't want you to think about this because I've spent a lot of time thinking about suffering, mainly because it's something that is that I'm prone to. I tend to, um, sometimes the suffering is self-imposed. Sometimes it's imaginary, you know, by, by fabricating scenarios in my head. Uh, sometimes it is due to, to real situations. But n- nonetheless, if the Lord does... If it's, if it's the Lord's will, follow me on this and see if it makes sense. If, if it is God's will for you to go through the suffering, therefore it's not God's will for you to escape from the suffering. For Just assume that's the case, right? You will never get peace in life unless you are doing God's will. Therefore, if you could somehow run from the suffering or make it go away, while it was God's will for you to suffer, you would never be at peace, even if the suffering would be taken away. However, and you know, we don't normally think this way, but Mary thought this way, obviously, because she was at the foot of the cross. She didn't have to be there. She wasn't drugged there by the, the soldiers. She, she, she went voluntarily to the cross. If it is God's will for us to undergo suffering, and, and please, don't, don't, don't think that God causes evil. He doesn't, but he does permit it to happen. And he does allow, he doesn't will disease. You know, disease, death, they are the consequences of original sin. But nonetheless, they're realities, and he does allow these things to happen. So therefore, it's God's permissive will in certain cases, but it is his will. So if you are suffering, and your suffering is, is, you're unable to get rid of it or God doesn't take it away, then for this moment in time, it's his will that you go through this. Because it's his will, and you embrace your suffering, if you embrace your suffering, you're going to feel his peace. 
You know, and it's a, it's a hard, hard concept. But essentially, the best way I can explain it is when you are in God's perfect will. When you're doing His will, you'll experience peace. When you are not, you will not experience His peace. So there are a lot of people out there who have no real problems. You know, no real problems on earth. They're healthy. They got a lot of money. Everything seems to be going okay. But if they are not doing God's will, there's got to be something missing. And there's a there's an underlying unhappiness there. But if you are somebody and you have your maybe your health isn't good, but you remain close to the Lord and you talk with Him every day and you receive the sacraments whenever you can and you listen to the church and you read your scripture, you know, then it is possible and, and really expected for you to be able to be at peace even while you're in the midst of external suffering. God's will brings peace. If God allows suffering in your life and doesn't give you a way to take to remove it, then you have to assume it's His will for that time, for that day, for that hour, at that moment in time. You know, tomorrow it might be gone. And if we just learn to offer it up, to unite whatever suffering we are experiencing with the suffering of Jesus, and to embrace it, to say, all right, Lord, yes, I don't like it, but yeah, your will be done. I'm okay with this, Lord. Then you will be able to experience peace. It's a tough concept, but you might be in a position where you, you, you know this. You might be living it right now. I've talked to a lot of cancer patients who are very peaceful because they have this confidence in the Lord that, you know, they, they know him. And, and that's, uh, boy, that's, you, you know, if you can get that in your life, if you can experience that kind of peace, if you can have that kind of relationship with Jesus, you don't really care what happens called holy indifference you don't really care what happens you just want whatever god wants and if he wants suffering for you at this period of time then that's okay if you can get to that point it's not easy to get to that point it takes practice it takes a you know it takes a lot of work but it's doable if you can get to that point you're going to be you're going to be bulletproof there's nothing that can disturb you and we've all known people like that do you ever know somebody like that Nothing seems to take away their peace. If we can get to that point or work gradually to get to that point, ask the Lord to help us, we're going to be very, very peaceful in life. So I spoke a lot before the prayer today, but I just was on a roll and I didn't want to stop. So let's pray, okay? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, thank you for letting us spend some time with you again. Father, thank you for allowing me to get behind the microphone and share your message with anyone listening to the program. Father, thank you for the opportunities you have given me to write and to speak and to do radio and social media appearances to proclaim the gospel. I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Father, we're talking about a heavy topic today, suffering. And we will, um, I'm going to need your help. I want to deliver the message that you want me to deliver. I know it's a tough message. It's a hard sell whenever you talk about suffering. You know that, Father. But I believe in my heart that suffering has value. And and when I look at the suffering endured by your son, Jesus, it begins to make sense. Begins. You know, you know me, Father, better than anyone. I still struggle with this. 
but I do understand. I may not fully comprehend, but I understand that there is value in suffering. Father, I ask you to grant us the grace that we need to deal with whatever suffering that we are experiencing in our lives today. If it's your will, please take it away. But if not, Father, your will be done. We know you will give us what we need. Father, I ask you to give me the message for the program today. Please give me the message and open all of our hearts and all of our minds so that we can be receptive to whatever it is you have to say to us on the show today. Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, through the intercession of Our Lady of Sorrows, the Blessed Mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, again, my name is Gary Zimek. This is Following the Truth. Today is the memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows, recognizing that Mary, the mother of Jesus, went through tremendous suffering while she was standing at the foot of the cross. And I thought it would be good to talk about this today because suffering is, it can be very painful. Uh, you know, and but it, but it becomes even more painful if we try to escape from it or deny it, right? Or waste it. You know, suffering is even more painful if we suffer in vain. And if we suffer in union with the, with Christ, who suffered more than any of us are going to have to suffer, if we do that in union with Christ, then our suffering has meaning and he can use it for good. So uh, so I think it's a topic that we really should talk about today. Before we go on, I want to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com, for more information about the work that I do. You can find out about my books there. You can read my daily blog. You can sign up for my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. And very soon, you're going to be able to find out about my forthcoming book, which is called Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. The book's all about, uh, it's a a game plan for knowing, loving, and serving God. I mean, really, that's why we're here. That's why we're here on this earth, as the old Baltimore Catechism uh, said. And that really, you know, it's well put, because oftentimes, I know I have in the past, people wonder, well, why am I here? What's the purpose? Why? Why am I on this earth? What am I what what's the reason for me being here? And I think there's a lot of confusion about that in the world today. There's a lot of um pleasure seeking. You know, I'm just here to have a good time. You know, while I'm here, I'm going to live it up. But we are here the church teaches we are here in this life to know, to love and to serve God and to live with him forever in heaven when we die. That's the goal. That's the plan. So the book goes into some specifics. Well, how do we know God? How do we love God? How do we serve God? And it's based on my uh, my journey of faith, or my journey with God, as the title uh, as the title speaks. The book is from the Word Among Us Press, and I'll have more information about it. It's going to be coming out probably in about two weeks, uh, and I'll, I'll give you more information as soon as I have it. But in the meantime, if you want to find out about me, and the work that I do, or possibly invite me to speak at your parish, just visit my website, followingthetruth.com. Okay, so um, let's see. Let's see what we, um, where do we go? Where do we go? Let's start with the gospel. So today is uh, the solemnity, or the solemnity, the memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows. This is the recognition of the Blessed Mother and her and her suffering. Um the, the Gospels, there are two different potential Gospels for today's Mass. I, I do want to read both of them because they're sort of related and they're very short. 
So the first potential gospel for today's Mass comes from John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. It's very simple, right? It's very powerful. Um, This is the best biblical evidence you're going to get for Mary being your spiritual mother and my spiritual mother. Because while he was dying on the cross, now try to imagine Jesus is struggling to breathe as he's dying on the cross. And he saw Mary and the disciple there who he loved. So the, 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 the scripture is really clear. St. John writes, when he saw Mary and the disciple he loved, the beloved disciple, commonly thought to be John, but not named. And the church has always extended this to each one of us, the beloved disciples. So when Jesus saw his mother and the disciples standing there, he said, Woman, behold your son. Son, behold your mother, or be just behold your mother. That's the accurate wording. He set Mary up as the spiritual mother of all of his disciples. So now we have a spiritual mom. He took care of us in his dying moments on the cross. He made an effort to give Mary to us as our spiritual mother. And the point I made in my, in my email reflection today on this, this passage is that Mary didn't have to be there. Mary specifically chose to endure the suffering of going to Calvary and witnessing her son die on the cross. But because she made that choice, which again had to involve lots of suffering, this is her son who did nothing wrong, who lived a perfect life, and who was being murdered in an excruciatingly painful manner by those who we came to save. She's watching this. But because she did it, you know, that's what followers of Jesus do. Followers of Jesus follow Jesus. Wherever Jesus goes, that's where we're supposed to go. Sometimes, as in this case, he takes us somewhere where we don't want to be, especially when it comes to suffering. But Mary went to that cross, following her son, doing what she thought God wanted her to do. And because of that, Jesus was able to speak these words to, to her and give her this new role as the spiritual mother of his disciples. You know, if she wasn't there, this couldn't have happened. This happened because she was at the cross. So when we go to the cross... Or when we, you know, and what, what's the cross? The cross is any suffering that enters your life. And it's, it's, again, I'll say it, it's fine because I've run into people who don't want to pray for their suffering to be taken away. You know, we don't want to take on more suffering than God wants us to endure. If he wants us to suffer, he's, he's going to send us the suffering we need. You know, we don't need to make it worse. Ask for it to go away. That's fine. Go to the doctor if you're not feeling well, you know. If there's something you can do about your suffering, he expects you to do it. But when the suffering remains, 
you still have a choice to make. A lot of times we think with suffering we don't have a choice to make. Sure, I might not be able to control the suffering, but I can always control my reaction to that suffering. And that's what the Lord's looking for. He's looking, looking for us to say, I accept it. I accept this suffering. Lord, your will be done. Please give me the grace to deal with this. Please use it. Use this suffering for good. But he's looking for that that, this, that conscious act of the will on our part to say, yes, I accept this. I embrace my suffering, my cross. I embrace it. Bring it on. I, 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 can, I can deal with this with your help. That's what he's waiting for. So when we do that, when, you know, when we give that physical, that, um, that conscious assent to our suffering, then we are with Mary transported to the foot of the cross. And there's going to be a lot of graces flowing from that cross to us. It's, uh, it, it's it, you know, again, it's a hard concept. This is not easy for me to tell you. I mean, it would be better. I, I know what we all want to hear. We all want to hear if you, if you get to know Jesus good enough and you pray hard enough, you're, all your suffering is going to go away. You're going to get everything you want. Well, that's not true. That's not true. It, it's not scripturally sound. It's, it's, it's just not based in reality. I will say that you'll get all the peace you need. And sometimes you will experience a miraculous healing or a divine intervention that's unmistakable. You will. Sometimes. But sometimes God will work in a very ordinary way. In a way which he doesn't necessarily take your suffering away. But he works in mysterious ways to grant you peace. And bring good out of your suffering. So, so the, the takeaway is, is really, I think, twofold. Number one, you have a spiritual mother who cares, who's been through suffering, who knows what it's like to embrace her cross. Because that's what she did when she went. You know, not going to Calvary would not have taken the cross of her son's death away from Mary. He was still going to die. But when she went to the foot of the cross, you see, that's the difference. When Mary went to the foot of the cross, instead of staying home, she embraced her cross, the cross that had been given to her by God. And we have that same choice. So I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend that whatever you're going through right now, if, you, if the suffering is something that cannot be escaped, I strongly encourage you to embrace it and say, Lord, I'm okay with this. Just give me the grace and please use it for good. And let him bring something really good out of this, you know, like he did with Mary. This whole spiritual motherhood thing came out of her being at the foot of the cross. Let me read the other gospel. Again, it's a short one. Luke chapter 2, verses 33 through 35. Jesus' father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be contradicted in you yourself. A sword will pierce so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. What we see in this encounter between Mary and Simeon is the prophecy of suffering for her. You yourself, Mary, a sword will pierce you. You're going to have to suffer because of this child. And it was many years later 
when Mary saw that really come about in her life at the foot of the cross at Calvary. Um, and, and, you know, so this, this day is all about commemorating what Mary suffered. But not that she suffered needlessly. I mean, it would be unfair to just look at Mary's suffering and say, boy, she really suffered a lot without looking at the results of that suffering. Or, or I should say the results of embracing or accepting her suffering. See, that's the important thing. A lot of people suffer and get nothing out of it because they reject it or, you know, they're constantly complaining about it. And I'm not saying that we're, at some point in time we're, we're, we're all not going to complain if the suffering gets bad enough. I, I know I complain about silly things, so I can only imagine what I'm going to do if I get some major, major suffering in my life. The goal is to try not to, but it happens. But when we accept the cross, that the, the crosses that the Lord sends our way or lets enter our lives, it, it, we can bear great fruit through His working in us. So if you're suffering today, I, I hope this brings you some comfort, comfort. Please don't waste it. Don't waste it while you have it. You know, you never know. Your suffering could be over in a day, in a couple hours, in a few weeks, in a couple months. You know, we don't know. But... While you have it, while you have suffering in your life, just don't waste it. You can pray every day for it to be taken away. That's fine. But for that day, for that hour, for that minute, if the suffering exists, Father, please accept this suffering. Please unite it with the suffering of Jesus. Please give me the strength to endure. Please use it for good. That's all you have to do. And you're transported to Calvary at the foot of the cross with Mary. Turn to her, too, for her intercession. She's been there. She's done that. She's your spiritual mom. You know, she wants to help you. And she knows. She has experience when it comes to suffering. Blessed Mother, please pray for me. I need a lot of grace to deal with this suffering. She'll go get the grace for you. But you have to ask for it first. Our Lady of Sorrows knows what it's like to suffer. Let her help you. Hey, if you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. I would love to hear from you. I also would love to uh, be able to get some additional donations as the as this long summer continues to play out. Um, if you're able to help me to continue to, to, to support my ministry so that it can continue, I would very much appreciate that. All you need to do is go to followingthetruth.com and click on Donate, and you can donate to my ministry securely through PayPal. Well, let's see. Today is Wednesday. I hope to be back with you tomorrow on Thursday on the program. I, I would really love it if you're able to join me again. Don't 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 forget if you if you need to reach out or if you need extra prayers, uh, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. I'd love to hear from you, and and I do pray for you every day. But if there's anything specific you need, don't hesitate. Don't don't hesitate to reach out, and I and I do look forward to being back with you here tomorrow on the program. Thanks for stopping by. It really means a lot. If you want to. Hang out for a little bit for a few minutes. Uh, That's fine, too. I'm not going to give away your seat at the table. Have a great night. I look forward to being with you again on the program. Bye-bye.